The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on The Revolution, Trav will sit back in wonderment as Jim relives and tells the tale of his epic safari adventure to South Africa. So get ready for near-death Cape Buffalo encounters, planes game pursuits, exquisite cuisine, and 100% Jim. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Jim and Trav. I feel like we are never going to escape uh, this African trip. Or Lionel Richie. He was there. Uh, stuck on you. <laughs> I've been serenading uh, Jim and Mrs. Bunny. Mrs. Bunny is joining us. Hey there. Yeah, today's show is once again, once again, I say, times two, uh, the all Jim show. Talking yeah. about your African adventure, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Hey, speaking of African adventure, we got a new uh, venture ourselves. Uh-huh. It's called Adventures of Dad and Me. Where we're going to be chronicling. Does that sound right? <laughs> it sounds like a chronic. What? Like, it's like a chronic game. Why would I say that? Does it sound bad and wrong? Well, then I want to throw up. Okay. Now, we're going to be uh, shooting videos, posting on YouTube and stuff of adventures of you and I completely. Yeah, actually, if nobody knows this, uh, Trav and I are actually father and son. We are? Yeah. Mommy wouldn't tell me who my daddy was, though. <laughs> well, I had to adopt you. All right, so check out Adventures of Dad and Me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Adventures of Dad and Me. On Twitter, uh, it's like at ADV Dad and Me. Yeah, Something and we like just that. shot the very first little video uh, last weekend. Just an introduction we shot with an iPhone. It sucks, but we watch We went to it. ruinous expenses, I mentioned in the video, uh, for the equipment. <laughs> But it works. Anyways, all right, so we're talking about Jimbo on today's show. Jim's favorite topic is himself. That's right. Um, so, okay, so you went to Africa a couple weeks ago. Actually, no, like a month no, and a half a, ago. No, just about a month ago. Mrs. Bunny? Yes. Have you even talked yet? No. That's good. <laughs> Keep it that way. All right, so you went to Africa, Jimbo, about a month ago. Yes. And uh, took several animals we're going to be talking about in today's show. But first of all, let's talk about uh, travel and everything that you have to get ready to go. And I know one thing, it's kind of a a big task, is getting all the paperwork in order to take your firearms over to Africa or overseas in general. Well, actually, to to start it off with, you do have to have uh, certain things from the uh, customs agents here. Well, there's a certificate. You have to take your gun in. And logistically, because we live in Kansas and the closest customs is at uh, in Denver. So I had to drive over there before I even was going to go and get this. Uh, they, they inspect it. They check the serial numbers. They write it all down, and then they put this big old stamp on it. Next thing you know. Now, how long did that process ready? take? That process only took maybe 10 minutes. So you could have but done it. it took it. me four hours to drive so one way. Technically, you could have done it the day you went to Africa. You could have, but I didn't want to take the chance of not having the right stuff and, you know, getting the all of the plane tickets and all of the so forth that I had to do, you know, because I took off from Denver. From there, I flew to uh, Atlanta. I changed planes in Atlanta and then flew for 16 friggin' hours uh, all the way to Johannesburg, South Africa. Now, that really went without a hitch. Yeah. Uh, we had, a, I think, about a two-and-a-half-hour layover in Atlanta, which was kind of nice. I uh, had dinner and so forth. But uh, we have a friend of ours, uh, Scott Carlson, owns Carlson Choke Tubes. 
he was going to go to Africa about a month earlier. And uh, so he decided that he was going to fly from Denver to Chicago, Chicago to Amsterdam. Don't do that. No, do not do that. He found out when he got to Chicago, he didn't have the paperwork to get his guns out of Amsterdam. And so he had to cancel his whole trip after, you know, deposits and all of those things because he could not get his guns out of Amsterdam. Now, you can get all sorts of illegal drugs out of Amsterdam. <laughs> you just can't take your firearm Ladies in Ladies of the and evening, out. you could take them anywhere you want to go. Yeah, you could do. I mean, murder is legal in Amsterdam <laughs> as long as you don't use a firearm. Or get caught. <laughs> so, all right, so avoid Amsterdam at all costs. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, the best route to go is the southern route, and that's through Atlanta. I don't care where you're at. Fly to Atlanta and get on there. I flew Delta. Did the you whole- talk to Nelly? Nelly? Nelly. Who's Nelly? Anyways, go on. <laughs> Florida <laughs> Georgia Line. The Florida bakery. Georgia Line? Cruise? He's a rapper. A- anyway, oh, he he's is. a rapper. ATL yeah. man. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> ATL for life. Anyhow, uh the the uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go on with your travel. I get, I get this feeling though I'm I'm the butt of some joke here. No, it's no. Nelly. Nelly. He's Nelly. from he's from Georgia. That's just kind of a go stupid on. name, isn't it? <laughs> Whatever. So is Jim. <laughs> All right, so you got everything in line. You're in Georgia, uh-huh. uh, Atlanta, and you're We're taking off going Georgia. to Johannesburg, uh-huh. South Africa. And it was uh, pretty smooth because we stayed on the same airline, so there wasn't like, hey, I got to go to KLM or whatever it may be, another terminal. We stayed right there. They transferred my guns, my luggage, and so forth. And one thing I found out in this travel thing, I took way too many things with me. Yeah, uh, Jeff Engel, mainly. <laughs> he was already there. But uh, no, actually... I took too many clothes. I didn't need to. I was at the end of the winter, and uh, therefore, it was kind of getting warmer during the day, a little cool at night, but not bad. But I had sweaters, and I had jackets, and I had a lot of different things, uh, three or four, five pair of pants, and so forth. You don't need that much. Your laundry is done every day. Take two pairs of clothes, one to wear today. You take it off. The laundress picks it up. Next day, it's on your bed. It's clean. Mm. Bunny, you have any questions for Jimmy? I guess not. <laughs> okay, not that interesting. All right, so you went over there. Pretty good flight. What you said, about 16 hours from Atlanta to Johannesburg. Right. And so in total, you were on a plane about 18 and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and uh, the thing that I like about Delta, you know, you get on the plane uh, about 6 o'clock in the evening. Uh, and, of course, there's a seven-hour time difference. And so you figure out what that is the next morning sometime. But they fed you Seven three, hours ahead. Yeah, they fed you three meals. You, Did they? Not too long after you took off, they had a full dinner. You know, it's like the old days in flying. You get on a plane, they fed you a meal. Not that it was the greatest food in the well, world, and, but it was something to eat. Well, they do that on flights that are over like four hours. I mean, that, that's every airline so that means does no that. no domestic flights because there's no domestic flights that are four, four hours long. When you and I went to California from here, they fed us dinner. Yeah, but this, this you didn't have to pay extra for it. It was included in your airfare. In your airfare. It's a thousand dollars for your ticket. How much was your ticket? Uh, about twenty two hundred bucks. I was wrong. That was from Denver to Johannesburg and back. What was a one way ticket? <laughs> I didn't take one. You should have just. You should have just priced it. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's not going to hurt to look. You're window shopping, <laughs> anyhow. Uh, and so I. Um, no, so that's kind of cool. Also, you know, a lot of people don't think about the traveling. That can be one of the rigorous things about your trip. It really can be. And if you're not prepared, you know, everybody thinks, oh, physically. Uh, you're just sitting. 
Well, a lot of people actually do die. Uh, what was that famous journalist? Russert. Yeah. Tim, Tim Russert. Tim Russert. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, croaked from it. Yeah, but the thing is, on the plane, you can, and I did uh, get up and walk a little bit. Everybody can if they want to, because 16 hours on a plane is a heck of a long time. Jim was doing lunges. <laughs> I was uh, yeah, I was doing lunges. Jumping up. jacks. Yeah. <laughs> he took a jump rope with him. Yeah, we did square dancing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. All right, so on today's show, though, we're going to be talking about all about Jim's trip exclusively. Uh, after the break, though, we're going to be joined by Ron Spomer, outdoor writer and TV personality. Uh, going to be covering different rifles and calibers. Going to be a great uh, interview. We're also going to talk with Jimmy about some Plains game animals he took. Also, his Cape Buffalo hunt. We're also going to hear from uh, Daniel Dutoy uh, with Kaluby. Yeah, and he'll probably give you some insight on me. Kaluby. <laughs> Safaris. South Africa. Mate. Ah, no, that's, uh, that's Australia. <laughs> Either way, it's on the other side of the pond. All right, so we are talking about uh, Jim's African adventures on today's show. We want to say a special thank you, though, to Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com, and Ruger at Ruger.com. How about High Mountain Seasonings, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com, and Outdoor Channel. You can always find our archives there, OutdoorChannel.com forward slash Revolution. How about Cabela's, World's Foremost Outfitter, at Cabela's.com. Mrs. Bunny, thank you for joining us. You're going to be sticking around, though, right? You betcha. I'm waiting with bait breath for the rest of this story <laughs> and speaking of baited breath i shot something for bait let's hear about it let's hear about it all right ron spomer coming up after the break here's a quick word for mark no we don't want to smell your breath by the way <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we'll be back in a minute boys and girls it would cost you five bucks Ram trucks on African game, the crocodile. Crocodiles have been around for 200 million years, outwitting dinosaurs by 60 million years. No wonder they look so prehistoric. While they have a reputation for being aggressive and dangerous, it's usually only the large crocs that will dare attack a man. Although the little ones will not think twice about biting off your finger if you're too close. Crocodiles are very well adapted creatures. They can hold their breath underwater for over 10 minutes and can go for months at a time without food. Crocodiles have the strongest bite of any animal on earth, but the muscles they use to open their jaws are not so strong, so it is relatively easy to hold their mouth shut, although not recommended. Also, crocodiles keep their mouths open to stay cool. Well, the boys are just getting warmed up. If you want to get in touch with them, you can email them at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com, and we'll be back right after these words. Outdoor Channel, the leader in outdoor television for 20 years, has talent you can't see anywhere else. Follow experts like Jim Shockey, Ted Nugent, Michael Waddell, Lee and Tiffany, and more as they take you inside the lifestyle, around the world, and into the tree stands. We're celebrating 20 years of raw television, rugged adventure, and heritage. And it's only on Outdoor Channel, true to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR. It's time to fight fire with steel. To advance truck technology with the available Pentastar V6 and 8-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy. Backed by a 5-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. The new Ram 1500, with best-in-class fuel economy, is Motor Trend's 2013 Truck of the Year. Learn more about Ram's pioneering technologies at ramtrucks.com. 
Standard pickup class excludes hybrid models. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on Ram V6 4x2. See dealer for powertrain limited warranty. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. What is it? 110 degrees in here? The unrelenting heat has scorched the Earth's surface. It's like Africa hot. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, you're back in the air with Jim and Trav. We've been talking about Africa. Hey, I was over there not too long ago, as you heard in earlier segments. Had a great time. Did you say I was or Iowa was over there? I took all of <laughs> Iowa with me. We are talking about Jimmy and uh, South Africa and what he did to it. It will <laughs> never be the same on today's show. Right now, we're being joined by Mr. Ron Spalmer. He is one of my dearest friends of all time. Mr. Ron, how's it going, buddy? It is going really well, and it sounds like I'm really fortunate to have gone to South Africa before Jim got there. <laughs> before Jim ruined it. Yeah. Ruined it. If everybody's not following you on uh, Foul Fan, whatever that is, on Facebook, people really have to because uh, you post some incredible photos of your journeys and hunts and what you're doing, and uh, you just took a tremendous hippo. Um, let's talk yeah. about that for a second. I mean, what this thing, would you say, wait, around estimated 3,500 pounds? I estimated because we got that Zebco Delire and tried to pick him up for an accurate, we just couldn't get the job done. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, it actually looks yeah, like they a... estimated it'd be about 3,500 pounds and they claim they'll get up to 4,000. Jeez, yeah. oh, it was beef. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked like a Yugo. The thing was... The thing was 13 feet long, and his mouth across the front was 22 to 24 inches. That's the outside lip to the other edge of the outside lip. I mean, that is a mouthful. Oh, that is crazy. I love your your, uh, heading on your article. Hippos do not come as advertised. You know, fat, flabby, clumsy, and slightly goofy. And no, don't even uh, uh, entertain the dancing in pink tutu image. (laughs) These things are mean animals, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. They kill more people in Africa than any other animal. 2,000 to 3,000 people a year are killed by hippos over there. What do you think? It's just people don't understand. They, they, they don't ascertain the damage of these animals. You get too close to the banks. And uh, like you point out in your article, one chomp uh, in your history. Yeah, they're just such big, massive animals, and they're really aggressive. You get in their face or even getting close, and they can jump right on your canoe, your boat. They tip a lot of boats over to get underneath them, and then they rise up and knock the boat over. They've gone swimming right through a canoe and take one bite and bite it in half. I was with an outfitter who had that happen to it. Really? Holy oh. cow. Holy yeah. Now, now what to, yeah, what? there was a guy in the stern and a guy in the bow and no canoe left in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> now, now what, to, what rifle did you use to take them with? I had a beautiful Kimber Caprivi rifle in three seventy five H H&H. Oh, really? 300 grain bullets with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great all round rifle for Africa. Now, you know, when Jimbo went, he took a 375 Ruger and then he took that uh, 470 Nitro Express from Blazer. Double rifle. Double rifle, of course, you know. Now, let's go through some uh, rifle calibers real quick. Um, Let's say if we're going to be hunting some planes game, Ron, you go over there all the time. You take your, your wife, Miss Betsy, with you. Um, What's a good planes game? Do you use the 375? You can use a 375, but I would recommend most shooters from the states here to go over for planes game with a 300 win mag or something in that 300 magnum class that you can get by with the standard 30-06, and quite a few guys will successfully use 270s. If you're not going for the Elan, which is about a 2,000-pound top-end 
antelope. Holy cow. Uh, you can easily get by with a 270. Mm. Okay. Now, now having been over there now, I have a totally different perspective on, gee, I'd like to go there someday. And, and what I was hunting in most of the time was brush. And uh, do you think that those uh, 300 wind mags uh, are going to stand up against the deflection of, uh, of, of hitting that brush? Yeah, it will. I mean, nothing really truly stands up to deflection because it's just a simple physical property of, of striking an object on the edge of the bullet or something. It's going to deflect that bullet. I don't care how heavy the bullet is, how fast or slow it's moving. It's got the potential to be deflective. So you really can't say, well, I'm going to take a big, slow bullet and just punch through all that brush. Okay. Now, I uh, I love a 300 Win Mag. That's my preferred uh, rifle and caliber here in uh, North America. Uh, but mm -hmm. at the same time, uh, do you think that 165 grain uh, that I like to shoot in that is going to be sufficient enough for everything up to that Eland? No, I'm, I would use it in the right bullet, like the monolithic all brass or copper bullets. You can get by with the 165, but I would much rather see somebody using a 180 over there. Uh -huh. And even up to a 200, you know, 30 caliber, 180 to 200 grain bullets, a great way to go. Yeah. Now, now the thing is, you know, I took two guns over. Uh, probably oftentimes you'll take possibly even three guns. How many rounds do you take on average per gun when you go? I only take 10 to 15, maybe 20. Oh, really? Really? And it sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds crazy. But then taking two guns, you figure the heavy rifle, you may take two or three animals with it. And the light rifle, you might take five to as many as ten. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're shooting well, you generally don't need a lot more shots than that. Yeah. And I've just found that over the years, when I first started, I'd go over there with 40 to 60 rounds for each rifle. And I'd end up leaving them there and coming back with a good 10 in the one box. They just never really shot many more than that. Yeah. You're so much you more confident. Like you said, well, it, you've got to be confident. I mean, <laughs> why go over there and spend the money and the time if you're not confident in what you're shooting? Yeah, exactly. You've got to spend your ammo. Yeah, you spend your ammo at home practicing so that when you get there, you don't need to shoot a lot. You just go bang in the animals. You've got him. Now, I will tell you this, yeah. though, that I'm carrying this 470 double rifle, and uh, and we're, we're tracking this buffalo that I just shot. Now, in the process, we ran across a, about a 70-pound Impala. They asked me if I wanted to shoot. Also, a blue wildebeest. Uh, all that happens, you know, I would have taken it in, even with a 375 or even like a 300 Win Mag if I would have had one with me. But you, you use what you have, and holy cow, uh, it, that uh, 470 did a number on that Impala. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Yeah. That's kind of like dropping a brick on a mouse. <laughs> oh, you've done that too. Oh. <laughs> now, Ron, we're actually coming up with an ad break, buddy. To find out more about you, your adventures, writings, everything uh, that you do, man, uh, where do we need to find you online? Uh, jump on to ronspomeroutdoors.com or check me out on Facebook. And the YouTube video stuff will all be on Ron Spomer Outdoors on YouTube. And at your magazine racks, you got to watch for Sports of Field. Sporting Classics, American Hunter, North American Hunter, Gun Hunter, and Successful Hunter magazines, and then here and there and whatever else I managed to speak the story into. Cosmo, Playboy. <laughs> no, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't write about big game hunting in those magazines. It is big game, and you know it. <laughs> All right, well, hey, we're the Revolution. We are proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com, and Ruger at Ruger.com. High Mountain Seasonings, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com, and Outdoor Channel. Uh, OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Ron, one more time. What's your website, buddy? 
ronspolmeroutdoors.com. That's right. All right, stick around. Coming up after the break, we're going to have Jimmy as well as uh, Mrs. Bunny. Mr. Ron, as always, buddy, thank you so much, Ron Spomer. Thank you, guys. Have a good season. Ram Trucks on African Game. The Elephant. Elephants can grow to be over 14 feet tall and 30 feet wide. They drink 30 to 50 gallons of water every day and are vegetarians. Consuming up to 375 pounds of vegetation every day, which can take them up to 16 hours to consume. Elephants are affectionate animals and the mothers are very attentive to their babies. Orphans are nursed by other mothers in the group and a young elephant is weaned at 4 to 5 years old when their tusks start to get in the way. And then they may move out of the family group at 10 to 12 years old. Also, elephants prefer one tusk over the other, just as people are either left or right-handed. So let's cut to a short break, and remember to take a listen to our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts that are on the left-hand side of the page at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Thursdays on Outdoor Channel. You won't want to miss a minute of the action-packed lineup on Primo's Thursday Night Calls of the Hunt. Check out all the action. From deer hunting. What a great Texas buck. To some major fishing. That is a beautiful, beautiful smallmouth. Look at that. To laying down the law. Everybody up in the tent. Get up. Game warden. Don't miss Thursday night Primos. Calls of the hunt. Starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. Three mouth-watering jerky making kits by High Mountain Seasoning to transform your ducks and geese into a feast. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a store near you. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 1022 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use, a power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy, a Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger, and a 1022-style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle, another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls, a book for hunters. www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com Okay, people, pay attention. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. It's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. That's Nelly, Jim. No, that was uh, Bunny. <laughs> well, yeah, that was Bunny singing with Nelly. Masterfully done, I, I must say. You know, Bunny brought something interesting up. When What's Jim that? got prepared uh, to go to Africa, he watched um, Madagascar. Well, you got to. Primes you for everything. Yeah, be joined by Mrs. Bunny before the break, though. I Ron flew Spomer. on that plane, by the way. Did you really? Yeah. The monkeys. <laughs> the penguins were there. Ron Spomer uh, was on talking about uh, rifles, different rifles, calibers. Did you uh, see also the, did his you hippo see the photograph the, of the hippo? Him and the hippo. He could actually live in there. I he think could. I mentioned that, but uh, yeah, he's a, he's a little guy. All right, so let's talk about uh, planes game. You took four planes game? Yeah, four, four. planes game. And of course, yeah, the Cape Buffalo, which was the fifth animal I took. Could have been considered planes game, but normally anything other than under a game, ton, <laughs> yeah, under a ton, uh, is usually considered just planes game. And we're talking all right. about all of the antelope varieties and giraffes and Lord knows what. All right, so in fact, they did did have giraffes. I don't know if you know this or not, but there was actually several giraffes on this concession that we were on. There was a couple of black ones. Yeah, seen quite a few of them actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have them here in Kansas. Now, when you were hunting for Cape Buffalo uh-huh. along the way, that's the way it usually happens. When you're um, pursuing one animal, um, you come across several other animals, and then you harvest those, and that's how this actually happened. 
And so what is the first animal um, you harvested in your journey towards um, harvesting a Cape buffalo? Uh, my gimsbok. Yeah. The gimsbok. I got I got <laughs> in there uh, on a Sunday night after this big, long flight that we were talking about earlier. And I uh, got up the next morning and uh, right out from the headquarters concession, Oh, they must have, I don't know, 30, 40,000 acres. I remember the sun coming up and uh, looking out, and there was five giraffes right out in front of me while I was drinking a cup of coffee. It was really kind of cool, kind of surreal. Uh, but uh, we we went in and stalked this Gimsbach. It wasn't a difficult shot, but we had to set up on them, I'll bet you, 10 or 15 times because they're really spooky. Now, this Gimsbach, um, <laughs> how far was it when you uh, finally squeezed the trigger? I'm going to guess probably 120, 130 yards. And what did you shoot him with? Shot him with a Ruger 375. Now you, you shot him with the 375. What grain bullet? Uh, that was a 300 grain. Three, oh, there, was you a, definitely had enough. A Hornady. The only place you can get it is at Hornady, and they make great bullets, by the way. Yeah, I, I think um, you might have been a little underpowered for this Gimsbach. <laughs> for Gimsbach, I could have yeah. killed it with your 243. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, they're beautiful animals, Gimsbach. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's going along with my new trophy room, which is all black and white. It's got a black and white face, which is really cool. It's got these long, spiky horns. and uh, Now, the rest of his body isn't black and white. No, nah, it's so, brown. So I'm going to do a European moan on him. Kind of contradicting. Yeah. I like what how you refuse to call it a Gems Buck. You refer to it as Jim's Bach. It's a Jim's Bach. <laughs> <laughs> come on. It's South fun. Africa is going to come around eventually. <laughs> all right, so you took a Jim's Bach, uh, and then what did you take after the Jim's Bach? After that, the uh, very next thing was a, uh, a warthog. So you took a Jim's hog. And, uh, so this Jim's hog, what did it weigh? I mean, they are ugly, ugly animals. I mean, people shoot them not for sport because they're so ugly. Some things just deserve to die. Yeah, they have this very, very long face. Uh, it's really kind of strange, but these tusks stuck out there like 12, maybe 13 inches on each side. And uh, with that kind of a deal, you do a European, because I can't imagine anybody wanting to do a skin mount on a, on a warthog. Are warthogs a nuisance species, like um, like domestic wild hogs? Feral hogs are here. States? Yeah, well, they're omnivorous, and of course, they'll eat just about anything out there. Uh, and they and they root around just like a hog does. Right. And mm-hmm. you see these big holes, and of course, they that's where they kind of live in there, in these, these little... Uh, Underground wallows. Wallow things. It's like my mother-in-law. She's got buck teeth. (laughs) I say, you look like a warthog lady. You call her Bucky. I wouldn't even do a European mount with her. (laughs) I'd lose her skullo. All right, so you took the Jimsbach first and Uh, then the warthog. Right. Right. And um, what did you harvest the warthog with? That 470. The I was, 470. I was oh, my gosh. For the rest of the hunt, all the animals then were taken with a 470 nitro. You Express. blew the bacon off his butt <laughs> with that baby. Now, how far of a shot was it? Uh, that was uh, fairly long. It's probably 170 yards. All right. So you took the Jimsbach, the warthog. What did you take after that? About a 70-pound Impala. <laughs> a 70-pound Impala? Yeah, we were going We were going on, on this trail, and the guy says, hey, you know what? We need to have some bait for... Um, uh, a leopard hunt we're going to do in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. He says, you want to shoot an Impala? Yeah. It's like shooting a fawn. Only smaller. <laughs> yeah, they're small. They're well, beautiful you, animals. Yeah, I hit them and it knocked them sideways about four feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I bet. And it, was, it wasn't a very far shot. Maybe, maybe 65 yards. you have to do a follow-up shot? <laughs> <laughs> There'd be nothing you left. to gut it. <laughs> Holy cow. All right, so final animal planes game after that. Once again, take it with your 470 Nitro Express. Uh, what animal did you take? It was a blue wildebeest. Blue wildebeest. Now that is a fairly decent sized animal. Yeah, they're they're bigger than an elk, and the funny part about uh, really blue, yeah, 
the blue wildebeest, you never see them stopped. <laughs> they're always moving. Running. Matter of fact, and they're running, yeah. And it's really Because people of, shoot at them. Imagine that. Anyhow, and so uh, we came around the corner, and then there was one actually standing. And um, uh, the only one that wasn't running got shot that <laughs> sent a message to them. Yeah, it took us a while to get the rope off of it. So how far of a shot was that on the, the blue wildebeest? Nah, maybe 70, 80 yards. Oh, that's not too bad. No, it may so, affect one shot kill. Overall, though, the shots were in fairly close range. The longest was 150 yards. I mean, that's not a bad shot. No, no. Uh, whatsoever. But pretty much uh, the rest of them were under 100 yards. Yeah. Now, if people want to see pictures and kind of uh, read along as you chronicled every single detail of your trip. Where can we find this online? Uh, you can go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Jim on the trail. Jim right? on the trail. Or you can check out our blog this week and we'll be putting up some photos on the blog this week um, of Jim's uh, animals and now, some stuff. So. Funny, where's the blog at? I just go to the website and on the far right hand side of the page, you'll see at the top, it says, there's a tab that says blog. So check that out. Yeah. Outdoortrailsnetwork.com. Does that mean I have to write something? You do. Uh-oh. You're long-winded when you type. I am. Get ready <laughs> for bad punctuation and uh, lots of talk of coffee. I have run-on sentences. <laughs> Just a few. All right, so once again, we are talking about Jim's African adventure on today's show. After the break, though, we're going to be joined by Daniel Dutoy with Kalubi. So always. Yeah, so always. Great guy. It's a great guy. <laughs> All right. So. You, you, you and your Australian accent. <laughs> All right. So once again, Daniel Dutoy coming up after the break. Going to be talking about some possible openings he has, what all he does offer there. Uh, I want to say a special thank you, though. Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com, Ruger, Ruger.com, High Mountain Seasonings, HIMTNJerky.com, uh, plus Outdoor Channel. Once again, we are archived there. All of our shows, OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Daniel Dutoy. Coming up after the break, Mrs. Bunny once again going to be sticking around. You bet. All right, here's a quick word from Mark. We'll be back with Jimmy, Daniel Dutoy, and possibly Bunny in just a minute. Ram trucks on African game. The hippo. Male hippos actively defend their territories, and humans tend to get killed by hippos when they stand on a riverbank or beach that a male hippo considers to be his territory. Females have also been known to get extremely aggressive if they sense anyone coming in between their babies who stay in the water while they feed on the shore. Hippos can run at speeds of over 20 miles an hour, and they have enormous jaws that can host up to 20-inch canines. Hippos are vegetarian and consume up to 100 pounds of the green stuff every day. This feeding schedule means hippos also poop huge amounts, up to 60 pounds a day, and some of it is literally showered around by a fast-moving, rotating tail. That's just nasty. So here's a quick heads up. You can listen to all of the Revolution's archives by going to OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Listen and enjoy. For 20 years, Outdoor Channel brings you television you don't just watch, but brings you closer with information you can use. With expert talent you can't find anywhere else. Jim Shockey, Ted Nugent, Lee and Tiffany, Michael Waddell, and more. And now we've got more of what you love with new original series that go outside to get to the heart of what is inside. Outdoor Channel, true to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. 
When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's why I carry Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet outdoor meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Best place to find a Boone and Crockett mule deer? Colorado, of course. Best place to learn about them? Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Call 719-661-4037. Now let's get back to the strangest secret in the world. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, you're back in the air with Jim and Trav. The phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. Hey, we're talking about me today, Trav. We're talking all things Jim once again in his South African adventures. That's or right. Jim. The Bushveld. Jim ruined Africa. <laughs> They're having to clean up the mess right now as we speak. It's terrible. It's worse than Sandy. Uh, anyways, right now we're being joined by Daniel Dutoy of Kalubi Safaris. Mr. Daniel, how's it going, buddy? Very good in yourself. Ah, we're not doing too bad. All right, now... This is kind of cool. You guys hunt year-round, right? Absolutely, absolutely. With exemption, we were allowed to hunt year-round. Yeah. Now, what old game, like, let, let's say right now, so people are super interested in uh, heading over there. What's kind of hot right now for people to go for? Well, Trev, this time of year, we concentrate more on big game. Elephant, yeah. uh, buffalo, hippo, things oh. like that. Uh, and more in our winter months, uh, we concentrate more on plains game. Really? Okay. Okay, and so uh, uh, you have obviously various concessions because I have been on several that uh, when I was over there, and of course you've got some great kudu hunts and so forth. And of course, I shot uh, some really nice animals with you. But is it in the summer months then that you actually do the dangerous five, or now the dangerous six, if you include hippo? Well, we we, we do it all year round, but this time of year, uh, there's a trend that it peaks more. I, I don't know if it's more the businessman. The- the, the wealthier guy that comes out later in the season, I do not know what the reason is for it, but it tends to peak, especially on elephant. There's a deadline every time this year. Uh, the permits expire end of December. So now people will push in permits into the market slightly more inexpensive. So it sells like hotcakes. Oh. Really? Now, how many permits are you issued uh, right now to go hunt elephants? Do you have many? And how big are they? Well, at, the, at this stage, we have we have two permits now in one of our larger concessions, bordering Kruger National Park, that is wow. open with Kruger National Park. Uh-huh. And uh, we are allowed to shoot up to a 35-pound uh, bull. That means 35 pounds per tusk. Dang! Yeah. Now, now the thing is, while I was up there, you know, we saw just lots and lots and lots of game. But, uh, you know, you had mentioned hippos. Now, we had heard earlier from uh, Ron Spomer that uh, hippos uh, are they account for more deaths in Africa than anything else. Absolutely. Uh, Jim, interesting that you bring it up. Uh, This coming week, I am taking a client out on an elephant hunt as well as a problem hippo. Now, this specific hippo has already killed two people. Whoa. Uh, it's close to a informal settlement, mm. and they have a piece of land, say, of a couple of hundred acres, where they, they farm. And this hippo would come into this, this field, destroy their crops, and it's a territorial bull because the river is fairly close, mm-hmm. and he killed two. So it is a huge headache and a huge problem nowadays. 
So we are very fortunate that they issued us a permit, and it's a hunt of a lifetime. Yeah. Holy cow. Now, now since you hunt year-round, uh, would you say that the winter months, uh, as you said earlier, are, are better for Plains game? Uh, are they more concentrated that time? It, it, the visibility is better that time of year. Because you hunt large herds, uh, a large herds of kudu and impala, et cetera, et cetera, you need good visibility. Where with big game, uh, I would say you can see an elephant from, from a couple of yards. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of yards. <laughs> That's too close, Daniel. <laughs> well, you know, one thing that I noticed, and, and, and I think that most uh, most people listening to us, you know, they're used to hunting in brush here in uh, in the States, okay? But you guys give brush a whole new meaning out there. Uh, I know that my first shot into my Cape Buffalo, I mean, I was I was shooting through a haystack, basically. I mean, it was just so doggone thick in there. I never thought that I'd get a bullet into them. Yes, Jim, that's, that's the reason why we always uh, tell our clients to bring the biggest rifle they are comfortable with, with the heaviest load they can put their hand, lay their hands on, mm-hmm. uh, to push through little fine twigs and brush. Mm. Yeah. Now, Daniel, what is your your own favorite game to go after? Obviously, I mean, you have so many different species to hunt for. But if you were to go out yourself, what is your favorite animal to pursue? Definitely, definitely Cape Buffalo. Is it really? Serious? 100%. Really? The reason behind it would be unpredictable. Yeah. There's, There's none of them the same. The hunts are... 100% different. They are absolutely herd animals, some lone animals, some are as aggressive as you cannot think. And it's just, it always is extremely uh, interesting. Yeah, definitely. Now, how many uh, Cape Buffalo have you harvested in your life? Well, at least one. <laughs> <laughs> one right after the other. <laughs> that well, is and, awesome. And, and, with me, and with me, harvested another one. So yes. he's two for two there. <laughs> now, Daniel, if we want to find out more about Colobi Safaris and everything that you guys have to offer, uh, where do we have to head to online to do that? Our website is Safaris. I would spell that for you. K-O-L-O-B-E-S-A-F-A-R-I-S. Dot co dot za. That's kalubisafaris.co.za. Yeah, that's uh, kalubisafaris.ca.za. You got that wrong. <laughs> Say that again. Yes, you got it wrong. At <laughs> <laughs> coza, right? Then you'll have to you'll have to come back for some lessons. Just bring <laughs> that full beautiful four seventy of you yours along. <laughs> that will be payment for learning how to say their web address. Once again, that's Kalobi Safaris. K O L O B E S A F A R I S dot C O dot Z A. You bet. Hey, we're talking with the best PH in Africa. That's Daniel Dutoy with Kalubi Safari. That's right. Once again, hop online, kalubisafaris.co.za. Just Google them. You can Google them. Uh, uh, such a wonderful place. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We are proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks at ramtrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com. And I'm out seasonings, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Coming up after the break, though, Jimbo is going to be talking about uh, his Cape Buffalo hunt. Going to be excited. Going to be joined by Mrs. Bunny. Daniel, as always, buddy. Thanks so much, friend. Hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right, here's a quick word from Mark. We'll be back in a minute.
Ram trucks on African game. The hyena. Hyenas are more closely related to cats than dogs, and even more closely related to meerkats. Hyenas are the most common of large carnivores in Africa, and they are true survivalists. They live in clans, with some groups numbering over 70 members, and hyena cubs are most commonly born in twos. And if they are the same sex, they may try to kill each other. So if you aren't already following us on Twitter, you should. And you can find us at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN. Thanks. Do you hear that? That's the sound of your next African safari with Kolobi Safaris. Experience Africa's sights and sounds mingled with true adventure of a big game hunt for the dangerous five or any number of plains game animals. If you've ever dreamed about Africa, then you need to book your trip of a lifetime with Daniel and Doria Dutoy, the purveyors of Kolobi Safaris. Hi, I'm Jim Ferguson. I did, and you should too. Look them up on the web at www. Dot K-O-L-O-B-E-S-A-F-A-R-I-S dot C-O dot C-A or call them at 011-83-280-7643. You could be admitted to the strangest, most bizarre world imaginable. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. You're just now joining us from the African Bushveld. Well, Jimmy, <laughs> right, it, we're sound, talking. it sounds like like a, like a Halloween movie trailer, you know, like like Jason. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Jimmy, you sound like one of those hyenas. That sounded yeah. stupid. <laughs> All right, so no, we're talking about uh, Jim's African adventure on today's show. Been fairly cool. Uh, we've already talked about uh, four of the Plains game animals that you have taken. Uh-huh. Okay, we have talked with Ron Spomer, the famous outdoor writer and TV personality about his Africa hippo hunt. Lots of times. Also, uh, different rifles to be taking calibers. Uh, we also talk about your travel. We talked to Daniel Dutoy from Kilube, Uh before the break. Now, so, Black Death. Yes. All right. It's a it's girl. Really- <laughs> 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 My mother-in-law. <laughs> She's black death. She's black. She brings death to Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about uh, Cape Buffalo. That's what you were ultimately going after, you know, and you did you did succeed. Yes, yes, I did. But you know, uh, this has been a lifelong dream of mine to be able to actually hunt uh, a Cape Buffalo with a double rifle, and it came true. You know, when I was a small uh, small boy, reading my uh, my dad's hunting magazines. Uh, I was always enamored by the stories from Africa and all the things that they did. And, of course, you and I watched the different movies and so forth. And I've seen Out of Africa 9,000 times now. Uh, And so when I go anywhere to hunt, whether it's Alaska or even Africa, now I did shoot in the process about five animals. I only went for one animal. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get a very, very good Cape Buffalo. And uh, and I was fortunate to be able to do that. But normally I just go for one animal, even though there's a 9,000 species you can hunt in Africa. Mm-hmm. If, I, if it wasn't offered to me, I I wouldn't have taken. I wouldn't have said, hey, I'd like to shoot one. You, of go, you go to dinner. Yeah. Your ultimate meal is to have a chimichanga at the Mexican food place. That's it. <laughs> okay. But in the meantime, you have chips and salsa while you're waiting. Well, that's true. Right? All right. So you're out there. <laughs> He watched Out of Africa so many times. He that was got, an amazing analogy. Yeah. <laughs> is it, did that? Thank you. <laughs> All right. So um, you're out there. Um, how many days did it take you once you found the Cape Buffalo that you were going after? It actually took me three days. Really? To get him. Was actually, it I, a lot I, of walking I, involved? Lots of walking, more than I care to remember. But um, uh, I shot him on Wednesday late in the afternoon. 
and um, uh, did a shoulder shot. And what happened, uh, the bullet that I was using, and I'm not going to mention the manufacturer, uh, it failed. It split. Somewhere along the way, it split, and only a small projectile went into his front shoulder, which would have been a perfect killing shot had it went in far enough, but only went there about 8 or 10 inches. Well, after talking to Ron Spomer, uh-huh. okay, like he was talking about deflection, uh-huh. um, that's going to happen. Either it's going to deflect or the bullet is going to split. So it really wasn't— Well, it was, um, it was, I, th- I think it was actually bullet failure. Well, you don't know that jacket. for sure. Well, we don't know, but nevertheless— uh, I know that it, it only went in there about eight or ten inches, and that was it, which also just ticked him off. And, <laughs> uh, and then after that, uh, it was um, tracking this animal. Uh, we shot him on a Wednesday afternoon, all day Thursday, all day Friday, and then uh, till about, uh, I think, about one thirty, two o'clock on Saturday when we finally got close enough to him. And it was, it was amazing to watch these trackers because, you know, there's a bazillion tracks in Africa. And it, for centuries, there's been tracks. And so all those tracks are there. But uh, he was able to study. Uh, his name was Abul. And uh, he was able to study the track of my Cape Buffalo and could follow that through thousands of tracks. Yeah. Now, one more time, uh, Miss Bunny. Yes. If uh, people want to follow along, I know Jim's going to be writing a blog about this. Where yeah. can they find that blog at? Go to OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com and on the far right hand side of the page up at the top, there's a tab that says blog. Check out the blog. Check out Jim's blog. It's yeah. also going to be illustrated uh, with photos. Also, you can check out Jim's Facebook page. That's at uh, Jim on the Trail, I think. Yeah. Um, so pretty cool. Now, how far was your first shot when you um, first shot this animal? Probably about 60 yards. About 60 yards, so not far, too far. But I was shooting through brush, and I got to tell you something, I was really apprehensive. I did not want to take the shot. Matter of fact, I even turned to the, to Daniel, and I said, hey, I got to shoot through brush, and I can't be assured that it's actually going to hit where I'm aiming. And he said, that forced him to go right through it. Well, so obviously, I, I was shooting a soft bullet, and that that was the failure. It, it actually split apart. Because I saw, that, I, I saw it on the, on the impact. I saw dust fly from his side, which was further back than I was shooting, so, which kind of surprised me, you know. And, uh, and he took off. And we had blood for maybe a half hour that was bleeding out of this wound. We found where he had laid down and was actually forcing dirt into the hole. Because what you do then is you have the smell of blood in the air, and that brings in the lions and so forth. So they're trying to seal that off. And as it turned out, it was just enough, as I said, just to tick him off. And so it, w- was a, it wasn't a, like he wasn't mortally wounded. No, no, not I, at all. Not at all. But we didn't know that at the time. You know, they thought that maybe I, I got a gut shot on him, which I've never done a gut shot in anything in my life, uh, wasn't shooting in that place. And so it never should have hit him there in the first place. But uh, it wasn't a gut shot. It was actually a bullet now, failure. A lot of people don't know that over there, let's say Cape Buffalo, when you shoot them, whether you retrieve them or not, your hunt is done. You, the, when you draw blood, that is your animal. You just spent, you know, upwards to fifteen or twenty thousand dollars for that one animal. And if you track him for a year and a half, and you still don't get him, you still have to now. Will they track him for a year and a half? No, no. <laughs> they'll they'll you know six fact, months. We were, we were cut at off the very time. End. I, I think had we not got him that afternoon. Um, you know, it had been all over. They said, "Hey, we can't. Uh, we got to go back to base camp because we were, we were up in you know what they call a buffalo camp." And mm-hmm. um, would you hunt K buffalo again, or would you take some a different one of the dangerous five? Actually, if I if I had the money, lion. I'm not really interested in shooting a lion. I would like to shoot an elephant again for my uh, uh, for my black and white trophy. Room. They're not black, <laughs> but their ivory is white. 
So I would take them for the ivory. Well, you, the, the the meat is taken care of by the, the villagers around there. They come in there and oh, everything yeah. is consumed all the way down to the tail. But if I even take the hair off the tail, make bracelets. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty cool. All right. So uh, once again, I've uh, been talking about Jim's African adventure on today's show. The close is coming up next. Mrs. Bunny, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. You've had so much to say today. I've been completely enamored. I, just, I mean, me I'm too. in awe. I'm in awe. Uh, Being uh, in Jim's presence. Yes, exactly. The man with the plan. You can kiss my ring later. I will. <laughs> All right, so a special thank you to Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com. Ruger at Ruger.com. High Mountain Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Plus Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. And Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Forward slash revolution uh, for making all this happen today. Thank you guys very much. The close is coming up next. Here's a quick word from Mark. Uh, we'll talk to you boys and girls after the break. trucks on African game, the African lion. Lions of the sub-Saharan savanna have been admired by man for their beauty and strength for thousands of years. They're one of the most exciting animals to see on safari, but you're more likely to see one sleeping than hunting because lions rest for 20 hours a day on average. Lions don't purr like house cats, and the cute tufts on the ends of their tail emerge at around five months of age. Lions often kill their prey by strangulation or suffocation. And other than man, crocodiles are one of the few natural predators a lion has. So we have to cut to a break. But while we're gone, check out our blog at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Introducing the incredible... The revolution. Things got a little weird. With Jim and Trav. Hey, we'd like to thank our 420 affiliate states or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, Mark Paneri, uh, Frank the Sound Guy, plus... Daniel Detoy from Kaluby Safaris and Ron Spomer. Plus our special guest, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy, you did so good, man. It's been awesome. I'm so glad uh, you had a great time in Africa. I was tongue-tied. You were tongue-tied. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, thank you so much for uh, coming by. What's yeah, up next week's show? I don't know yet. Waterfowl. Uh, waterfowl. We're talking about waterfowl next week. Stick around next week, uh, waterfowl. But you also need to stick around because coming up next is your local news of weather. Jim, Bunny, and I, uh, we all love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you boys and girls next week. Peace out. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.